Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 6th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I saw a recent comment from a listener on, I think it was on Apple Podcasts, that said that they really enjoyed the Commuter Devotional because these devotions are simple and early in the morning. That's exactly what they need. And I really appreciate that. I love reading comments from the listeners, and that listener really nailed it. The whole point of this podcast is that when we wake up in the morning, we want to engage God right away. We don't want to wait till the end of the day or even the middle of the day, but beginning our day by engaging God in Scripture. And I purposely make these podcasts, most of the episodes at least, pretty simple to understand because Scripture is not all that hard to understand. It's as deep as an ocean, of course. But we can just dip our toe in and soak it in and then dive right in without having to go deep, deep, deep into theology, though, trust me, I love it. With that in mind, let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is John chapter 2, verses 23 through 25. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them because he knew all the people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. Let's pray together. Our Lord in heaven, as we are now halfway through our week on this Wednesday, we ask for your blessings today. Lord, pour out your grace from your throne. In Ezekiel, it says that from out of the temple comes just water flowing all the way up from the ankle to the chest to something you can swim in. That's the kind of grace we need today, Father. As we engage your word this morning, like that listener said, some people might just be waking up and our minds are a little foggy. We don't even know what day of the week it is. Some listeners might be surprised to learn that it's Wednesday. So, Father, help us today. We need your supernatural help to engage your supernatural book. We pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Well, we're finishing up chapter two today, and I think as I'm reading through just the context of where this specific passage lies, it's one of those transition passages. If you remember when we were reading Mark, Mark did an excellent job of passing time using these transition short little paragraphs where he basically just summed up all that Jesus was doing. And I think John is doing the same thing here. He had been in Jerusalem for the Passover. He's still there for the Passover. And he's giving us a little summary passage before he dives into the very, very famous John chapter 3. In our passage today, we're reminded again that Jesus is in Jerusalem at the Passover. And I think John is purposely reminding us of the Passover. Like we had said before, this theme of the Passover comes up more times in John than any other gospel. And it's because, why? Jesus ultimately will be the final Passover lamb the perfect Passover lamb. And so John, being a good writer, is putting it before us as readers over and over and over again, foreshadowing what shall come. In fact, there's more than just that going on here as far as foreshadowing goes, because we get this idea in verse 24 that though Jesus is doing signs and miracles in front of the crowd and many are quote unquote believing in him, verse 24 says he did not fully entrust himself to them because He knew what was in the men. And I think this is foreshadowing of what's going to come up in John chapter 6. They're getting excited about the miracles. They're getting excited about the signs. Remember, John makes a big deal out of this word. But they're not making a big deal out of who Jesus is 
just quite yet. My friends, as we're engaging in this little word, it's also a reminder from John that Jesus is operating on at least two different levels here. He's operating according to his earthly ministry. He's out there. He's doing the miracles. He's doing the healings. He's casting out demons and many, many other things. But he's also God, omniscient, all-knowing, knowing the hearts of men. He says in verse 25 that he needed no one to bear witness about man because he knew what was in a man. Well, I think John is going to continue to make that claim clear throughout this gospel. It reminds me of Mark chapter 7 when Mark famously says, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out. For this huge list of sins come out of the heart of a man. And Jesus, with that knowledge, is before the crowd saying, I can't give myself fully to them. Because though they, quote unquote, believe, they don't really believe. As I said, there's some foreshadowing going on here. There's a really, really sad passage coming up in, Mark, in John chapter 6 that will see this come to true fruition. But for right now, John is transitioning us from this public ministry out in front of crowds of people to a very, very private ministry. And we'll see on Friday, he's going to engage with Nicodemus in that very famous John chapter 3. As we go today and we think about this passage, it's reminding us that Jesus is operating on multiple levels here. John is not just telling us a story of who Jesus is. It's not a narrative, just giving us a list of the events of Jesus's life. Like you would read a biography of Abraham Lincoln or somebody else famous, Winston Churchill or something like that. John is putting together an argument for who Jesus is. And we need to see that in our passage today. He is omniscient, all-knowing, knowing the hearts of men. And this should strike fear in us, a godly fear, that though other men don't know what's going on in our hearts, our God certainly does. Psalm 139 says, Search me and know me, O God. Let that be our prayer today as we go into this Wednesday. Let me close us in prayer. Our Father in heaven, as we think about these words, and we think about the way that John is using his storytelling abilities to transition us in this book of John, Help us to catch his little details, his literary details that maybe we forgot about when we were in high school or middle school and we learned these things. Help us to see how John is putting together his argument. He's reminding us of who Jesus is in his deity and in his humanity. He's transitioning us from public ministry to private ministry. And Father, help us to see why John might be doing this. Help us to see the foreshadowing that's going on. Help us to remember passages like ours today where John is so helpfully putting things in front of our eyes so that we can see them again later. Father, we reflect on the fact that Jesus is the perfect Passover lamb. That all these pilgrims from all over Judea and Samaria are coming together in Jerusalem to sacrifice at the temple. And very shortly, they will never have to do it again. In fact, Jesus says that the temple is already corrupt and then it will be torn down and be raised in three days. Father, help us today as we go into this Wednesday to meditate on this word, to try to apply it to our lives, and today become more godly because of it. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you on Friday.